Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. TDN Fantasy listeners, do you want to win some money in weekly fantasy sports this year? Well, check out our friends over at Owner's Box. You can join their latest contest for free by using the code DREW9. That is Drew9, as in Drew Brees. And you can win some money today. We've talked in the show about how much money I was able to win in their week one contest. You can join in on the fun now. Win some money of your own by going on ownersbox.com or downloading the Owner's Box app on your device. Make sure you join and get your lineups in today. No, do not pick up Josh Gordon. Welcome in to the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here, Tyler from Owner's Box here on the show. I'm leaving that first part in that Jamie has jumped my intro to tell everybody not to pick up Josh Gordon. That's it. That's all you're getting analysis-wise on that here on the show. Don't do this. Do not fall for this trap Let's just, once Or just again. check your calendar. That's my advice. When's the last time Josh Gordon was relevant anywhere? It is a waiver wire Tuesday here on the show. We got Jamie's rankings to get to. Like I said, Tyler from Owner's Box is going to join us. We'll do some DFS stuff at the end of the show. Before we get into a waiver wire Tuesday, got to let everyone know about our friends over at Bet Online, who are back and better than ever. They are your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. They got a new updated site, interface, even more odds, props, and contests, the number one source for everything football. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and you're going to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Jamie, I will open up the floor to you where you want to start with the waiver wire pickup this week. Probably start with quarterbacks like we always do, but I will open the floor to you. Yeah, I, I mean, there's not going to be a lot of waiver wire options on the quarterback side. A lot of people went and picked up some of the players that last week in particular, I had a little bit of trouble with my sneaky starts article because everybody picked up all of the players. But the first guy that comes to mind for me is Taylor Heineke. Uh, he is somebody that cracks my top 10 quarterback rankings this week. He 
one way or another through his rushing ability, through trying to scramble and fight back in games where Washington is losing. He is finding a way to put up points. He plays in Atlanta in week four. So he it's a really strong matchup there. So he would be a guy that I would be very interested in starting this week, particularly if, let's say, you're rostering a Trevor Lawrence and Aaron Rodgers, uh, somebody of that nature. Uh, I would like to have Taylor Heineke in my lineup over those guys. Another one that could be very interesting, he's not he's owned in more leagues than Heineke, but Joe Burrow. I, I love this matchup against Jacksonville. With or without T. Higgins here on the short week, I still would like him to have a big game against this Jacksonville Jaguar secondary that just isn't very good, quite frankly. Um, so I think he could easily have two or three touchdown game at home on Thursday night football. We've seen how good Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd look so far this year. Uh, I think he could have a big game. So those would be the two guys that I'd be focusing on as potential guys you could pick up as QB ones this week. And I think if we move to the running back position, Jamie, I think this has got to start and end with if he was not selected as a handcuff in some leagues, Chuba Hubbard, baby, you've been talking about this all offseason. This is the time Christian McCaffrey being hurt. Uh, I think you're going to see him be atop of the waiver claims this week uh, just because McCaffrey's going to be out for at least an extended period of time. Chuba Hubbard is going to get that workload. I'm excited to Maybe see only what it two looks weeks, like. Though. That, that, that's the latest. They're not going to put uh, McCaffrey on IR, but this is one. He should be your number one waiver wire pickup of the week. He is somebody that I really like going into this matchup. Now, be mindful that Royce Freeman did get some work in this game as well when uh, McCaffrey went down on Thursday night. So it's not going to be one. It's not going to be McCaffrey's workload anyway, but Chuba right. Hubbard is still going to maybe lose some touches here or there, but I still have him as my RB15 in my initial rankings that left this week. So he's obviously a guy you can plug and play right away, either as your RB2 or as a flex, depending on how rich you are at the position. Um, I would be cautious about, I've been trying to think what I would do fab-wise with him because I think you're guaranteed two or three starts. And then it's not like if McCaffrey comes back that now we can just say, oh, okay, well, Hubbard's never going to play again. Given the injuries that happened last year, already have an injury this year, you know, it could not be the last time that McCaffrey missed his time this year. So that has to be considered. Uh, I would probably, if you're RB needy, i.e. you will start him the next two or three weeks, I would spend 30% of my budget, around maybe up to a third on Chuba Hubbard. If you're not RB needy and you just kind of want to grab him and stash him, then I think at that point, if your league lets you get him for about 20%, then do it. Um, obviously if you're, if you're a McCaffrey owner and you absolutely need the help, I would say you, you're closer to that third of your budget, but, um, maybe even a little bit more if you are a McCaffrey owner, cause it gives you more insurance. If you didn't have him already, I would understand if you say, I'm going to double down on my number one overall pick investment and go, and go up to maybe $40, but that's kind of the range where I'd feel comfortable with him. If you're not going to start him though, over these next couple of weeks, for whatever reason, maybe you went RB heavy, don't blow a ton of money. Like I think that part's there is a good reminder because I'm not sure he's going to have a ton of trade value because people would try to grab him off waivers. We're going to see him one or two games. We're going to hear some optimism about McCaffrey, which might hurt his value. So like to me, if you're not going to start him right away, I don't, you're probably not going to bid enough money to get him in your leagues. What should I do, Jimmy? You know my running back situation in one of my leagues. Should I, uh, should you should I be- quit fantasy football, Chris? Okay, that's my 0-3 team what I think you should do. Uh, that I shared with Jamie the other day. And I said, what should I do with this team? And the, res- the response in our back channels was, wait till next year. So it was uh, some sound advice there uh, from Jamie Eisner on that one. All right, wide receivers. Obviously, this is, I think, a, a lengthier list 
um, than the two positions that we just talked about. Give me a couple names that are that are standing out to you. Yeah, the, the two top names that are right now available in about three quarters of the leagues or more are Emmanuel Sanders and Tim Patrick. Uh, I've talked about Tim Patrick on the show a bunch. I don't need to continue to reiterate this point. Denver's now down another wide receiver. KJ Hamler towards ACL is out for the rest of the year. Tim Patrick is going to get a lot of work over these next several weeks. He has proven to be a solid you know, wide receiver three, second flex type option for you. He's somebody that needs to be on your bench. As is Emmanuel Sanders, he's gotten the workload, he's gotten the targets, but it finally got that connection with Josh Allen locked down last week. He has been trending in the right direction since he got there all season long. So uh, he's somebody I like a lot. Um, some other players are a little bit further down. Uh, for this week, I like Terrace Marshall. He's one of the guys that's almost like a sleeper for me this week. I'm trying to see where I ended up ranking him Uh in this week's matchup, he comes in for me as a top 50 wide receiver, a wide receiver 49. So he's somebody that could be really interesting in this matchup. And, and one like deeper name to kind of keep an eye on uh, is Rashad Bateman. You know, he's eligible to come back. Uh, he's eligible to start practicing soon. So he is somebody that if you have extra room on your bench or you're in a deep league, somebody to kind of keep an eye on because I still think they're going to need that piece in the Ravens offense. I would not be surprised if he has a significant role right away once he is cleared and returns. To the tight end position we go. So I can tell the people, I can talk to the people about Tommy about Tremble. No, no, Tommy Tremble, baby. So, the, so Dan Arnold goes to Jacksonville in the C.J. Henderson trade. The field is clear. Get everybody out of the way. It is Tommy Tremble season. If you remember back in the preseason when we did our divisional previews, we had to pick sleepers, our biggest fantasy question, our ADP must-haves, avoids, all of that stuff. I told everybody that I was on the Tommy Tremble bandwagon this season. It took a little bit longer than I wanted, but we are here. It is Tommy Tremble season. Cannot wait for Ian Thomas to get all of the work in the next game. Cannot wait. Um, so Tommy Tremble is a player, but I'm not rushing to pick him up right now in most formats. Uh, there, there are really three names for me that I'm looking at. Tyler Conklin uh, and Dawson Knox at the top there. Uh, Dawson Knox looks like a completely different player this year than he has throughout the rest of his career. He's more heavily involved in this Buffalo offense. Tyler Conklin is really having a strong season. Uh, does not look like he's losing anything at all to Chris Herndon despite that trade. So he is somebody that I definitely want on my roster as well. And if you're looking for like a little bit deeper plays, uh, I, Eric Ebron is completely out of the Pittsburgh offense at this point, And Pat Fryermuth is taking on a bigger and bigger role. So it is tough out there in tight end land. And if a guy like Austin Hooper is still available in your league, I would snatch him up right away. And hopefully you have, if you've been a, a long-term listener of the show, but uh, it is tough out there right now in tight end land, but Conklin and Knox and then Hooper, if he's still available, would be the ones that I would go after first. Jamie, we have reached the point in the league that I have shared with you that I'm 0-3 and that you've told me to wait till next year. Kyle Pitts is my starting tight end. I have Dawson Knox on the bench. I think we're making a switch this week. I think we're making a change. Can't blame you. I think they're only like three spots apart in my rankings um this coming week actually i'll see where i have him right now because uh i st the pit stuff i'm still not ready to fully come off the train yet oh no he's not look at this look at this christopher i forgot i did this dawson oh, knox what did nine, you do kyle pitts 10 let's go for starting darson knox i forgot this week. that i did that good for me <laughs> 
So we will get to the Good tight ends me. a little bit later on, but JB, I will use your transition there. By the way, the reason why I say that is my Mondays are nuts. And that's when I do a lot of my rankings on the night and I put through all my spreadsheet formulas and all that fun stuff. So sometimes I look at wake up in the morning and I have to like readjust to make sure, okay, what did I actually do yesterday? Like what, how did this all work out? Cause I'm looking at like 200 plus players and projections and defensive matchups. And uh, I was like, I know I have Dawson Knox in my top 10, but where the hell do I have Kyle Pitts? And still technically in the top 10, but the very last spot there. So we're going to break down Jamie's rankings here, have a discussion about them. The listeners of this podcast, you're going to hear them for the first time. Apparently, Jamie's going to hear them for the first time as well, but since he doesn't remember uh, what he has done here, we will start with quarterbacks. And Jamie, you've mentioned a couple of the names that I want to highlight. Uh, Taylor Heineke, a top 10 quarterback for you this week. You have Brian Tannehill uh, back inside the, the top 12 at 11. Joe Burrow rounds out your QB1s at 12. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that really stands out to me. Your biggest mover, I think, is Heineke. You have him 10 spots yeah. uh, difference than the expert consensus rankings. They have him as quarterback so, 19. You have him all the way up to QB 9. Yeah, because they're wrong. Um, so I, I'm going to uh, – the point I want to make here is if I, you were to ask me, and you haven't, but I'm just going to pretend like you did, who the hardest player to rank at the quarterback position was. It was Ryan Hey, Jamie. Here's, hey, Jamie, who's the hardest yes, player Chris. to rank at the quarterback position? Hey, Chris, that's a great question. It was Ryan Tanhill, the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, formerly of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, no, so the issue with him is that he's got a phenomenal matchup, but the Jets are so freaking abysmal that teams don't even have to try for the final like 35 minutes of football. Yeah. And that's my only concern. Like you saw it happen with Denver last week, you saw it happen with the Patriots the week before of strong first halves, but you're able to run on the Jets. So. The Broncos ran all over the Jets. We saw Javante Williams have a good game. Melvin Gordon have a good game. Tate Bridgewater didn't have to do much in order to, to basically blow the Jets out. So that's my only concern is that does Derrick Henry just run for 617 yards in this game and seven touchdowns and Tannehill never has to throw the ball. Like I legitimately fully, and I'm this is going to sound hyperbolic, but I'm not. If they throw zero passes in this game, the Titans would still beat the Jets by two scores. They could literally line up and just give Derrick Henry the ball the entire game in New York and win this game by multiple scores. So, like, that's my only concern with ranking Tannehill in the top 12. And I'd understand if you look at the guys right behind him, the Burroughs, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Staffords of the world, and say, eh, I'm going to go there with him over Tannehill just because I believe they're going to run the ball a lot more. So, And I might end up making that switch by the end of the week. These rankings, as I always say, are fluid. Chris, Move to the running side. back. Yeah, they're really bad. They're really bad. I have not watched the game from over the weekend. You know that I didn't watch a ton you don't of football want to. from over the weekend. Yeah, I think I'm going to skip this one. I think I'm not going to. I thought uh, you guys fired Adam Gase. It was very weird to watch them play yesterday, or on Sunday. Watch him coach again. One, Yeah, it was very weird. Um, <sighs> let's move to running backs. And, you know, when I open up the spreadsheet that is in the story of these uh, of your rankings, I always circle some of the biggest differences that you have when you're higher on a player than most. So I'm just looking down the right-hand column, and when I see a big yep. number, I circle it. Okay, well, Dalvin Cook and Josh Jacobs are kind of the exception, and I'm going to echo what you talk about all the time, is yeah, that you don't injuries. rule players out. You don't move people down the board until they are actually ruled out with injury. So everybody else has Dalvin Cook. The expert consensus ranking is 41. You have him as RB5 because until he's ruled out, you are you are still looking at what his matchup is, what his projections and are, Chris, all that kind of stuff. To that point, the reason why I do this, and I will change in sometimes later in the week when it really looks like a player is going to get ruled out, I, I will take them out of my rankings. What I'm trying to do early in the week is be helpful. By being helpful, which is if Dalvin Cook plays, if he doesn't play this week, you bench him. We know that. But if Dalvin Cook plays, here is where I would put him. 
And I think because I think that's more helpful when we're talking about the Tuesday, Wednesdays of the world than anything else. Like if he plays, here's where he'll go. Uh, same thing with Josh Jacobs. Again, you don't even tell you if they have the big red O next to their name not to start them. So I have the, I have a uh, two other names that I wanted to talk about. I would like to officially, I'm, I'm using it, it's week we are we are done with week three. We're entering week four. I would like to officially apologize for my stance on DeAndre Swift. I was very 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 wrong on this one. Very wrong. Now I will say. There are some people out there on Twitter, and I had this conversation with Jamie, and I'm going to use our platform to talk about this really quickly. There are people out there that are like, couldn't be me, don't know how anybody in the world could have picked to avoid DeAndre Swift. I mean, what you must be a moron for trying to avoid DeAndre Swift. I think, in fairness... Yeah, that's not I, why you're a moron, Chris. I laid out a pretty reasonable case for why I was avoiding DeAndre Swift. And there can be a reasonable case to why you should have avoided DeAndre Swift, and I could still be wrong, right? It can be a reasonable case and still be wrong, and I think that's where we're at. Everything that I was concerned about were legitimate concerns. I didn't make up that they signed Jamal Williams. I didn't make up that in preseason, Jamal Williams was getting a little bit more of the workload and was looking good because DeAndre Swift was hurt. I didn't make these things up. These things actually happened. You used a perfect example to me when we were talking about yeah. this yesterday. J like j We didn't make up that Jamar Chase had the dropsies. He couldn't catch the ball at all. And then to the media admitted that it's because it didn't have the white line. We didn't make these things up. These are legitimate things that happened that we had to adjust for, that we had to be concerned about. That doesn't mean that things can change and these players can recover from that. Clearly, Jamar Chase has. But when you're getting this information in real time, listen, everybody's smarter with hindsight. Everybody thinks they're smarter with hindsight. So I was wrong with DeAndre Swift. I do have him in one of my leagues. I am going to move him into a starting role this week. But you have him all the way up at, at running back eight this week, Jamie. I do. Uh, he's just getting the workload is massive. He's catching a ton of balls. And this was the way that I expected DeAndre Swift to win. Like he's not going to be he's like I said, he's not going to run. I said this way back in the preseason. He's not going to rush for a thousand yards. He's not going to have the opportunities to. But he is going to be a monster in the passing game. You know, start looking at some of the other players. I still have Jonathan Taylor in that back part of, of RB1 territory. I have him at 11. Maybe I'm just hanging on to something. I don't understand his usage this year. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. Uh, if you listen to the solo show, I, I talked about how Naeem Hines is getting red zone touchdown carries now, and, and Jonathan Taylor isn't despite getting like six and a half yards of carry every time you give him the ball. I'm still holding out hope there for him, um, but he is. this is somebody that as I get more and more data and more and more of the season goes by, he's going to drop further and further if things don't improve. Mentioned Hubbard at 15 for me. Uh, you know, a few other guys that like this is kind of was what it was. I, I would say maybe the biggest movers are kind of down in this flex territory range. Uh, Cordero Patterson, 27. Uh, Zach Moss, 28, I think would be the ones that would stand out from previous weeks. Patterson continues to be heavily used in the passing game. He's getting out touched by Mike Davis still, but the pass catching role is really helping Cordero Patterson put up points. Uh, Zach Moss looks great at coming from a healthy scratch in week one. Uh, he's heavily involved in this Bills offense. They have a good matchup at home against Houston. So he's somebody that is absolutely in that flex territory this week. To the wide receivers we go. And welcome Mike Williams to the top 10 this week. Wide receiver eight. Yeah, I can't, I can't, can't deny it anymore. I wasn't even denying it. I was just was like, I, okay, is this going to continue? And the workload is just not going away. So for me, 
up until Mike Williams gets hurt, there's no reason why he's not going to be somewhere in this. Now, this is a solid matchup for him, but somewhere in this 8 to 15, 18 range. Like, that's where he should be right now until if and until he suffers an injury. Like, the workload isn't going away. And I ended up saying on the solo show that I might have to start ranking Mike Williams slightly above Keenan Allen, and that's exactly how things turn out this week with Mike Williams at 8 and Keenan Allen at 11. Both elite talents, by the way. Like, we're splitting hairs. Uh, And I did not watch the game from over the weekend, so you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but through the first couple of weeks of the season, the offense just feels different. It just just does. They're using Mike Williams in the way that he needs to be used. They're getting good throws from Herbert to Mike Williams. They're they're just creating that chemistry that we wanted to see, and they're using him in the way that we wanted to see, and they are reaping the benefits of it. And quite frankly, he's getting the Michael Thomas volume. Like I I know that was the topic in the offseason, but coaches say a lot of things. And I want to actually see them play out. This is one of those ones where when Joe Lombardi said he wanted him to be Michael Thomas in this offense, that is what they're giving him. And obviously he's a more complete receiver. Maybe not more complete. He can run more routes, I should say, than Michael Thomas. Um, I wouldn't say he's more complete necessarily, but we can run more routes than Michael Thomas. And he's got great quarterback play. He's got a quarterback that has a much better arm at this stage in his career than what Michael Thomas had at the end of Drew Brees' career. Uh, anybody else that you want to the highlight? You have Terry McLaurin up at wide receiver four. Um, I yeah, think that's good matchup for him as well. DJ Moore Just, uh, up inside the top eight as well. Uh, you know, I, I think it's if you get interesting as you get a little bit further down in these rankings, you start to get into the twenties here. You know, Julio Jones comes in at twenty five against the Jets. Might be the guy out there. I don't know if AJ Brown's going to play this week. If you noticed, he is absent from my rankings. This is the only one of the only guys I kind of ruled out already. Because when I hear the term week to week, it scares me uh, because you there's a very other term that everybody uses called day to day. And when you specifically choose not to use that, that concerns me. Uh, but Odo Beckham at 26 had a very Odo Beckham game for the Browns last week. Jacoby Myers at 31. But then there's just a lot of guys we're waiting to kind of see. Sterling Shepard coming off an injury. Deontay Johnson coming off an injury. Antonio Brown on the COVID list. T. Higgins off an injury. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of those players in that range where I could see a lot of movement as we get later in the week in this low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three flex territory. Uh, your tight end rankings, the last thing that we will do here for your rankings breakdown. We kind of mentioned the big ones Dawson Knox all the way up at nine, Kyle Pitts at 10, Tyler Conklin all the way up at 11. You know, Jamie, I'm scrolling through here, I don't see Tommy Tremble. Here yeah, on the he, inside the top, didn't make the top 20 this week. Did not, this not this make morning. the top 20 for me this mm. week. Um, would probably make the top 30, but not the top 25. Um, Hurts. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, rank, look, it, it's what you expect at the top. Travis Kelsey is one, yeah. Darren Waller's two. Uh, again, the debate there, Hawkinson or Kittle at 3 4. I went Hawkinson slightly over Kittle. I, I think there's whatever you want to do there. You're not debating between the two in any leagues, except unless you're playing on owner's box. But in your season long leagues, you don't want both of these guys. Logan Thomas at five. Um, I, I think he's going to have another solid, solid chance to get in the end zone this week. Mark Andrews, good bounce back week at six. You know, we kind of touched on the big names. I put Jusecki there at 12. I guess there's there's a couple points I want to touch on here at 12 and 13. Jusecki at 12 because the volume he got with Jacoby Brissett was massive. And I want to see if that continues this week. And 13's Hunter Henry, who is running more pass routes than John New Smith right now. And John New Smith's been bad. Like, he was really, really bad. He was a net negative for that team last week. He's still going to be heavily involved. They paid him a ton of money. But uh, this is the first week I've had Henry over John Smith, who's down there at 19 for me. This just kind of is what it is. Um, 
I don't feel overly enthused. This this tight end list looks a lot more quote unquote normal this week than it did last week. Uh, because there's no like huge standout matchups that go, oh yeah, we're gonna pull somebody from the bottom of the top 10 and put them up into the top five. Like you kind of know who you're starting this week. But if you are looking for some help, Dawson Knox, Tyler Conklin in particular are two guys that I would look to. Giusecki and Austin Hooper as well, if you need a little bit more help. Down on a little bit down on uh Tyler Higby this week. Um, not down on him in general, but down on him for this particular matchup. All right, Jamie's rankings all done. It is time. Tyler from Owner's Boxes here, a little DFS conversation. Now, now Tyler, I will let you know that my, my friend Jamie texted me over the weekend, and it, it didn't go well for him this week. It was not a good week for him in the DFS streets. He was uh, he was texting me all throughout the weekend, and he was like, uh, this is not, not going particularly well. Uh, what's new over at Owner's Box? It's week four. We've reached that. Things are flowing now. It's just every week I'm like, okay, I got to get ready for the next week. I got to start getting my research in. It just starts to flow right into the next one. Yeah, we had uh, a repeat winner. So the guy who won we week did. one, won week three. And Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, uh, Justin Herbert were the big the big stack for him. So, I mean, yeah, it was impressive to win uh, two, two out of the three weeks so far. So that's definitely the biggest news so far in, uh, it, from week three, that's for sure. Yeah, he. Uh, I, I saw that lineup he put out there. He had that stack. He had Najee Harris, who got 18 gajillion targets in, in that game. Madison was a late add, I'm sure, to his roster once Dalvin Cook got ruled out. So uh, it was a very interesting winner there for him. And uh, I know he and I were going neck and neck back in week one, and he bested me by a few points to to win that 10th. Uh, what was it at that point? $15,000 prize and wins $10,000 as the winner this week. But new week, contest is already up. I already checked the site, so there's already plenty to get. So I want to kind of get your thoughts on this week. Is there any particular players that you're looking at very closely? Any strategy you have in mind now that you've seen kind of three weeks play out in not just the NFL, but three weeks with the owner's box format and scoring? Yeah, we finally saw, like we talked about last week, tight end. He had Gerald Everett in his lineup, so we didn't see the big spend on tight end win this week, which was uh, good to see. I mean, the, the QB position, I think, is obviously the mo most important by far. I think if, uh, you know, if you were a little excited about Justin Fields, that that would kind of end your week last week. Yeah. So, oh, I know. Oh, so I know, quarter, Tyler. Yeah, quarterback is is definitely where it's at on the platform with Superflex. So uh, definitely, I think through three weeks, the biggest takeaway for people should be you, you nail the QB position, nail the Superflex spot, and you're in a you're in a good spot to finish in the pay zone uh, each and every week. And on that Justin Fields note, it's important to note that sacks are negative one in owner's box scoring. So you have to keep that in mind. It's not just your traditional fantasy scoring at the quarterback position. They give you a boost with those six-point passing touchdowns, but negative one for sacks. you got to be paying attention to offensive line situations, pass rushers on the other side, because if you had Justin Field, you lost points last week, as I'm all too aware of. Yeah, same, same. I had him in a few lineups as well that we run in house, and uh, it, yeah, it was it was the big reason we didn't we didn't win some money last week. So, yeah, definitely biggest takeaway is quarterback position for sure. So, keep that in mind. And then yeah, fifty k's back out and live it was live on Monday. So go check it out. We have uh, we're matching, so I have a deposit bonus available as well. So you can deposit as little as ten dollars. We're going to give you twenty five dollars as well on the house. Code Drew Nine still available for anyone who hasn't played already. So if you haven't been on the site yet. Get on here, get playing. The super flex aspect without kickers and defense makes it a ton of fun uh, building lineup. So it's been a good three weeks. Yeah, and on that note as well, if uh, on the mobile app or online, it's easy to build your lineup on both platforms. Uh, very simple. So uh, I've done it both ways there. I've uh, I will get my bunch of lineups back in this week, taking swings at the bat, uh, take another swing at it this week. But uh, 
join us over there. And by the way, we'll have plenty of advice on the Draft Network, either between this podcast, on the Draft Network's Instagram and social media platforms on best value plays a quarterback, best value plays other positions. Uh, so we'll have a plenty of content available to you, and then I'll be able to answer any and all of your owner's box questions on Friday on the Draft Network's Instagram account, uh, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, a little bit of like a happy hour. If you have any questions about owner's box or any other stuff, I will be on there at the Draft Network on Instagram. It's time to go do some research. So, Tyler, we appreciate you jumping on for a couple of minutes talking some DFS, but we got to get out of here because I got to start doing my research for the week. That's going to do it for us here. We have uh, closed the book on Jamie's week. This is week four. I almost said week three. Week four rankings here. Waiver wire pickups. Uh, We are back Sunday night, post-Sunday night football, to recap all of the action. Jamie, where can everybody follow you on social media? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and make sure – and Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram. And then make sure to check out our friends over on Owner's Box this week. Their week four contest is already up. You can go through and look at their big 50K contest that I will be playing in. And then they also have other contests that are Thursday through Monday, Thursday through Sunday – uh, they've, they've head-to-head matchups, winners-take-all matchups. So make sure you're checking out our friends over on Owner's Box and using the code DREW9 for a free $10 entry if you have not used that already. Follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio, S-C-H-U Radio. The DraftNetwork.com underneath the Fantasy tab is where you can find all of the content. Everybody have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you on Sunday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.